Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Before we start, I have to tell you about Hayley Merrick, Hormone Health Coach. She is the womb-wise woman, weaving two decades of clinical and natural health expertise to transform you from hormonal mess to hormone happiness, empowering you to release overwhelm, manage stress, and balance your hormones in a way that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Providing 12-week coaching packages and online membership, visit loveyourcycles.co.uk for more details and to book your free trial session. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. I have got Emma Kirkham here today from Emma Kirkham Glass. Hello and welcome. Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. So we just had a little chat about your name, Emma Kirkham Glass. It, uh, tell us a bit more about <laughs> how that came and, and make my audience really understand what it is you do. Okay, so Emma Kirkham Glass basically does what it says on the tin. I work with glass and the type of glass I work with is known as fused glass. And when we think about fused glass, it's something that's created in a kiln. So it's taking two pieces of cold glass, two, three, four, maybe even more pieces putting them together like a bit of a sandwich, popping them in the kiln and then heating them up and fusing them together. So they actually become like one item rather than um, separate items so that you've got um, different things that I create like pet portraits, for instance. Um, I create those and that's using layers of glass. So you put them all together, put them in the kiln. I take them up to around 810 degrees so that they all fuse together to become one thing. And then you've got your fused glass items. Wow. I've got so many questions, but I feel like we need to start at the very beginning. Okay. Um, <laughs> how on earth did you get into fused glass? Ah, no, there's a story in itself. So it involved lots of wine and wine bottles. As most good stories do, they all start after a few you know, glasses of wine, don't they? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so I was at art college. Um, as you do back in the day 1992 good old days they were and um, I'd finished A-levels gone to art college and I was on what they call a BTEC foundation course which basically meant you could dabble in all sorts of different crafts um, and I loved the dabbling and I was in the ceramics department and I had this really good idea the night before um, playing spin the bottle as you do getting drunk and I decided that with my huge collection of wine bottles that had been gathered that I actually wanted to do something with all these um, sort of bottles. And back in the day, recycling had become a really big thing and people were doing lots of recycling. And I thought I can do some recycling projects with this. So I started to create some molds in, in the ceramics um, and I basically smashed these bottles up and put them into these molds and decided I would melt them all. Now I'll let you into a little secret. The college that I was at had nothing to do with glass. I was literally going rogue 
Um, and back in the day, we didn't have access to Google, so I couldn't Google how to melt this glass. Um, they had a library and we had books, but you know, I wasn't going to the library, that's for nerds. So I decided that I'd just wing it and I would, you know, make it up as I went along. And I just thought, you know, whacking it up to about a thousand degrees, that's got to be a perfect temperature to melt some glass together. And that's what I did. I kind of put it all in there, didn't tell the lecturers what I was up to. I just said I was doing some ceramics and please don't touch the, the ceramic kilns because, you know, I'd got stuff in there. And that's how it all started. And the next day I went so excited in to see what had happened, got these plaster moulds out and um, thought I'd invented the wheel, to be quite honest, because I've not seen it done before. And I thought, that's it. I'm onto something here. I've invented the wheel. And I remember going running off to the lecture and saying, look, look what I've done. They're like, yeah, you've created a few plaster. I was like, what? It's been done before. And it's like, yes, yes, it's been done before. And they basically said to me, you know, if you want to take this further, you can actually go off to university and study. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> because I was actually signed up to do a silversmithing course at Birmingham at the jewellery quarter. And I was like, wow, this glass is magical. I'm going to have me a bit of that. So um, that's how it started. I then went off to university and studied three dimensional design, glass and ceramics on a degree course. Wow. So how, uh, what did you do when you left uni? <laughs> well, I had some more wine, obviously. <laughs> no, seriously. It's funny because my Sonics with Robot Reg story is similar. It's like me and my sister were having a glass of wine. So it makes me laugh. But yeah. <laughs> All good stories start with a glass of wine, I'm sure. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I graduated from university and I went and did a show in London called New Designers. Um, and it's where all the like the big um, kind of stores and things like that go along to see the graduation um, pieces of people that have just left uni and basically trying to grab people before they come you know well known so I went and did that got a place I started selling at Liberties in London and you know basically just started building up from there I actually trained as a glass blower, so I'm actually officially a glass blower. So that's where you take the molten glass from the furnace and you blow things like people tend to think of wine glasses or paperweights and things like that. So I was trained in that. Um, and I um, met my partner when I was at university and we um, ran a glass blowing studio together. And literally, so I came straight out of university and went straight into business. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> it's like, wow. let's get into it straight away. Amazing. Um, so tell everybody sort of what happened that made you go on a limb and go and do it by yourself, because I was reading your story before I came to record this podcast and it's quite inspirational and quite sort of, you know, out there, isn't it? So tell everybody the story of, of how you went from obviously graduating university, setting this up with your partner to where you are today. Okay, so cutting it very, very short, obviously, because we're spanning quite a few years there. But so um, I set this business up with my partner in the year 2000. Um, we were invited to go to the Netherlands to run a glassstone studio in the Netherlands. So we'd moved over there and we were running that quite successfully. I had both my children over there. So you moved to the Netherlands to because of because of glass. Because of glass, yes. So my partner and I moved over um, to the wow. Netherlands. We got married. Uh, we had children. Um, we built up, you know, um, 
our business over there. Uh, but sadly, in 2013, our marriage broke down and we had divorce. So I was kind of left in the position where um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. Um, and I got two young boys. So I actually decided to relocate back to the UK. And so in 2013, I came back to the UK with two young boys, a couple of suitcases and nothing else to my name. Uh, so I moved in with my parents which was really bizarre being nearly 40 years of age and finding yourself back in the bedroom that you were in when you were 18 with two kids. So that was a real kind of bit of a head spin. Um, but I decided that, you know, I still wanted to work with glass. And it's, I always joke about it, but, you know, we got divorced, I got the children, he got the glass blowing studio. And I always said, I can't make my two children again, but I can damn well build a new studio. So that's, always what's been driving me over the last few years is the determination to get my own glass blowing studio again so having still wanted to work with glass um i got a part-time job as you do um because i was determined that i was also going to put a roof over our own heads and the quickest way to do that was to get a job rather than run your own business because you know you can get a mortgage quicker when you've got a job and all that you know complicated things that go on in the background so I decided to do do this part-time job but at the same time I desperately still wanted to work with glass and so I brought my little trusty kiln over from the Netherlands the thing that I really that came with me as well we set it up in my beloved she shed in the grounds of my parents house and I started creating um, glass there and I started fusing and the thing for me was whilst I really wanted to make, be making glass, I knew I didn't want to be leaving my children at the weekends with my parents. I wanted to see them grow up. And I knew if they were at school and I was working and then I was going every weekend over to um, a different craft fair or an event somewhere, I wouldn't actually see them. Um, so that was one thing that stopped me. And then I'd looked at having a website, but I didn't know where to start. And I knew that I needed to know all about SEO and I didn't know about that. And I just wanted to be selling my glass. I looked at Etsy and that just seemed really complicated, all the tagging and everything else that was going on. And when I looked at what they took for profit, I thought, you know, I can't afford to be giving some of my profit away. So what I did was I looked to social media and thought, you know, this is gold and this is what I've got in my fingertips. You know, I can make this happen at my computer. So I looked at Facebook, I built myself a page, I built myself up a good following, and I started using Facebook events regularly um, to bring in more leads and sales from the business so that I could actually be selling rather than just sitting out my she shed with gorgeous glass, I could actually be making sales as well. So that's what I did. Amazing. Your story is incredible. Were the times you know, when you'd been through this, you'd moved, relocated with your boys, obviously your marriage had broken down. Were there times when you thought, actually, I might just stop with the glass? Because it was quite brave of you to start again from scratch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Um, definitely been times when I thought, oh, but then I just kept thinking, no, this is what I've, this is what I've always done. This is what I want to do. My kids love it. They love seeing it. They love that I can create that. It's not every day you get a glass blower um, that you're introduced to or somebody that does fuse glass. So, you know, it, it, it was just it's just everything about it. I love. And it's 
it's almost like its own little addiction, if I'm honest. I mean, if you've ever watched anybody glass blowing, it is mesmerizing. You know, I don't you just sit and watch it. Definitely YouTube some. Um, you know, just sit and watch, and it's so sort of therapeutic to watch them doing it. Yeah, it, excuse the pun, but it just blows my mind. Um, <laughs> and I absolutely, absolutely love it. So yes, there were times when I thought, and you know, those times are when it's like really hard when the kids are little and they won't sleep, and you know, you're working really hard to try and make things happen for yourself, and you know, though that's when it gets really hard. But you just have to remember, actually do I want to be stuck in an office or do I actually want to do this for myself and for my kids and that's what keeps you going. I'm really excited to dig in and see how Facebook events encourage you to make more sales um, because they aren't something that I have used massively. Obviously I've set up the odd event but I haven't used them strategically as part of my sales process so I'm really really excited to find out more. Okay, so the thing for me about Facebook events is most people do, like you say, you set up an event and you use it as, as almost like an announcement of what you're doing. Like, you know, there's, um, you know I'm going to be talking about such and such at this event or, um, you know, come and see this event car show somewhere. So they do that, but rather than it being their first thing they focus on, it's like, oh yeah, I must remember to stick a Facebook event together and, you know, tell people. But the thing is, and it's quite a common mistake, people think that I've created that event so other people are going to see it, so they're going to want to come along to my event and I don't have to do anything else with it. And that's a common misconception. They just use it as, I don't know, it's almost like it doesn't really matter. It's not really a part of Facebook, but actually it's a bigger part of Facebook as your page, your profile and your stories are. You can use it, you know, you can use it just as effectively um, as, as every other area. And if not more, because it's totally focused on one particular thing or one particular theme. And it's your opportunity to use this particular area of Facebook so that you know that you're getting people along and you've created your own little audience you know and you know that the people that are coming along to this event are totally 100% interested in what you're doing otherwise they wouldn't have taken the time to rock up and look at look at what was going on there so that's why they're so powerful yes people see what you're posting on your profile yes people see what you're putting on your stories yes people see what you're putting on your page but the thing with events is it's totally, totally for your dream customers or your existing customers. And that's the way you bring in more leads because your Facebook page is open to the public. And when you host an event on your Facebook page, that's where you've got everything, you know, that's where you've got everything going on and anybody can pop along and see it. Whereas if you do something on your profile, if you've not got your profile open to the public, not everybody's going to see that. Um, so would you, for example, set up something like Friday night shopping type thing and then everyone came along and bought? What sort of events is it that you would have set up? So for me, obviously, I wanted to sell my glass. That was my primary focus back when I started. It was all about getting people to come along and see what I was doing with the option of buying. So it's okay to pop a post up and say, hey, I've made a great pet portrait today. Here's where you can order another one. 
or hey I've just made some great um, christening decorations uh, this is where you can order another one but actually by hosting an event you can go through a series of your products and people can see them and they can see you know how much they are they can interact with you because they're asking questions directly with you as you're you know adding your events to the sorry adding your products to the events they can see what's going on they get to interact with you and you know as well as anybody Charlie the more people get to know like and trust you the better you know your 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 customers are going to be um, you're going to get more customers you're going to get more leads and inquiries and I always say it's all about um, making the connections having the conversations and then the customers will come absolutely I totally agree so would you sorry I've got all the questions I always have but I just like to really get to the bottom of it um would you do it over like a period of time then no no you would do it over like a a a couple of hours or an evening or so I always think I don't know if I'm allowed to swear so I won't say it can (laughs) I be bothered okay can I be bothered myself to sit and watch an event that's going to go on for days over days no everybody's got a really short attention span so keep it short and simple and you're much more likely to get a better return on your effort than if you spread it out over several hours or even over a few days. Okay. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. Um, (laughs) So would you say that that is really the number one thing that has helped you to launch Emma Kirkham Glass? Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, all of my sales now come through Facebook. Oh, really? Very occasionally, it's come straggling in from another social media platform or my website, but the majority comes through my engaged, you know, people um, that know me through Facebook. And so have your events, did you just go into this and the events were really popular from day one? Or is it something that you've built up over time? Like the more events you do, the more popular they become. So when I uh, when uh, I'll get my teeth in when I very first did an event um, I can't remember what year it was now it was in 2016 um, I didn't go live or anything like that I just used images because I was absolutely petrified of people seeing who I was you know I just I'd rather have my eyes poked out with pins than go you know and go and put a video out there of me talking about what I was doing so it was all very much product shots and talking to people and I remember the first event I had this really great idea I would photograph 60 items I didn't think this through so I photographed 60 items told everybody it'd be about an hour long event you know and they'd be posted there I remember you know uploading them and people were asking questions and I was trying to refresh the page and then I got to upload another one and it was like I couldn't keep up with myself and I remember I was in such a lather by the end of it it was absolutely hysterical but it did really well because I think at that event in just under an hour I've made 350 pounds oh wow and for me you know somebody who's just starting out in business and hadn't got a name for themselves locally didn't know anybody all these people were just coming via you know the outside world it was so exciting and I I just remember that feeling like oh my gosh I can do this I don't have to go to a craft fair ever again if I don't want to I can make a choice because for me that's what it was all about giving myself the freedom of choice if I wanted to do a craft fair I absolutely could but if I didn't want to I could definitely sit at home and do it from the kitchen table 
I absolutely love that. And I love the fact that now you are helping other people to understand exactly what you have learned. Because when you have that feeling of, I can reach anybody, they don't have to even be in the UK, they could be anywhere. And it's, so amazing and obviously the entrepreneurs growth club I have people from all across the world which I can't believe I never thought I would and I remember um Rachel who's from America and I've got Turi who's from Norway in in my group and all of these people are like how did you even know yeah Yeah. just amazing but I love the fact that you've said there that you didn't like going live and you just put your pictures up and obviously you've been on this huge journey and now you're going out there and helping other people who were in a similar situation and I'll tell you what I found about um creatives is that they're often so brilliant and so hidden they're hidden gems and people don't know about them because they hide their light under a bushel they don't go out there and say I'm Emma Kirkham and I'm bloody awesome you need to buy this from me well you probably do (laughs) but a lot of creatives don't and they do need um somebody to sort of help them and guide them so talk to me about how you're doing that and how you sort of had the I'm gonna say courage but idea or whatever you want to say to do that it's like most things I assumed that everybody knew what I knew about Facebook events and I assumed that everybody was doing it and so you know last year when everything kind of hit the pan and everything was cancelled everything face-to-face couldn't take place anymore um I was seeing so many you know fellow crafters in in crafting groups and in glass groups saying you know what am I going to do you know I I go to a market every weekend and that's how I make my livelihood and you know I'm just not going to be able to carry on and I just thought to myself well why aren't these people doing Facebook events you know it's easy you just well for me it was easy but obviously it isn't and that's what I've learned you know, because I've got whole systems and processes set up to make sure that I could plan, promote, host and follow up to make a phenomenal event. And these people weren't able to do that because they didn't even know where to start. Some of them were like, what's even a Facebook event? What are you talking about? So for me, it was just like, I need to help these people because I don't, for me, the worst thing in the world was to think that, you know, crafters weren't going to be crafting anymore. They were going to be forced to go and work in an office or, you know, God forbid they had to do that, that kind of thing. So it got me like fired up and thinking, well, hang on a minute, I can help them do this. So I started off just doing a, a, like a one-off workshop and people are like, this is great, but we need more support. I can't do this on my own. I can't go live. I can't do this. And it's like, well, you don't have to go live. You can do it. But if I don't get it, I don't know what I need to be doing. So I thought, hang on a minute then. This workshop isn't enough. So I put together a four-week program. So they joined me. And over four weeks, we um, built it up together. So they got everything all sorted. They knew exactly what they were doing with checklists and absolutely everything and then they could be going out there and they could be making um, more leads and sales using Facebook events and it was such a success um, that then they were saying but we we don't want to stop we want to carry on so then I created a 12-month program so that they can come and stay with me for 12 months so I could not only hold the hand about doing Facebook events but other areas behind the scenes that I could help them with and show them actually 
now that they're going to do their events again, how their face-to-face events can actually bring more people to their online events so that they can widen their audience even further. Um, and so it's it's been like an ever-growing thing. Every time I saw, well, they need help with that, I created something else and I created a 12-step programme for people who wanted to be like selling as soon as possible so that they could use that programme to literally come in, talk all about um, seeing about the events, see now exactly they could do it and they could get out there and they could be making sales. And on average, people make between 350 and the highest so far has been 1,700 pounds. And then we follow up because it's been nearly 2,000 pounds. So it, this stuff works. You know, it's not just me saying it works. It works for other people. You cannot underestimate the following up. That is what I, I tell everybody. Yeah. Fortune's in the follow-up. Fortune is in the follow-up. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I've like literally, I always say that and people are like, oh God, I don't want to follow up. So I love it when someone's on my wavelength. The main people that you work with are other handmade artists. Am I correct in thinking? So when I was doing my talking about things, I, I was calling it product businesses, but you know, everybody knows the best thing for businesses is to niche. So I actually niched and used the terminology that people use about themselves. So I called it handmade artisan crafts and product-based businesses. So those are kind of the four areas that I help. So basically, if you've got a physical something that you can touch, I help those people. I have helped service-based businesses because honestly, Facebook events works for anything. I've had a lady who's on my 12-month program and she launched a subscription um, through using Facebook events. She also uh, launched her online art class. So it does work for a service as well. But I, you know, everybody knows it's it's great to niche. So I, I kind of niche down to handmade artisan craft and product businesses. Amazing. Well, I think it's even like I said, made me think about my events. So I think a lot of people who listen to this will be going, ah, I need to go and set up an event or I need to talk to Emma about events because I don't know anything about them. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I was so shocked when you said that um, you were worried about doing lives at, at first because you're so natural on the camera and you are probably the most smiley person I've ever interviewed on a podcast oh bless you that's lovely (laughs) everybody who's listening they can't see your lovely smile but she has literally smiled throughout this and I can see how passionate you are about it and and how um I was going to say glass blowing is that what it's called glass blowing blowing. it's clearly like a part of you that's why you couldn't let it go that's why you had to find a way so uh, did you manage to get rid of the job that you got so you could buy a house yes ditched ditched the job I basically got the mortgage and then left good (laughs) mortgage in the bag right I'm off um I've also in my garage ready for glass blowing I have my glory hole ready I have my furnace ready um I have several pieces of equipment it's just bringing it all together sorting out it and then and then we're good to blow Amazing. I absolutely love that. Um, Emma, at the end of every single podcast, I ask the same three questions. So I'm going to ask you now. Tell me, who inspires you? Well, for me, it's any woman who's running a business. 
and I know I'm a woman and I'm bound to say that but honestly we have so many things to do so many hats to wear anybody that can keep a business ticking over and be female and have everything that we need to do going on um, has my full admiration uh, so yeah any woman in business you know basically hats off to us but also I, I find Davina McCall absolutely inspirational all she's doing at the moment to raise awareness for women um, who are going to menopause perimenopause and things like that you know it, it you know it blew my mind when I started listening to everything she got to say about it so yeah at the moment I'm, I'm a bit of a fanger. Yeah I love Davina McCall. Number two what is a book that you would recommend? <laughs> Okay, so when I came back to the UK, um, I was a very different person to where I am now. I had no self-confidence. I had no self-belief. I had lots of self-doubt. Um, I thought I'd made a big mistake. Obviously, you know, I felt guilty about taking the boys away um, from their dad who didn't want to leave the Netherlands. Um, and, I, you know, I was just constantly thinking, you know, not very nice thoughts about myself. So I actually did the best thing that I could possibly do for myself. And I invested in um, somebody who worked with NLP and mindset and hypnotherapy. And he helped me work through all the decisions that I made and made me realise that actually what I was doing was the best thing for me. And it had to be fit my own oxygen mask first. And that was one of the important lessons I learned. Um, that it's it's actually me first above everything else if I'm if I'm not fit and healthy then nothing else is going to be working out and so after I'd spent a couple of days working with him and because it was really intensive I said to him I'd really like to keep on on top of my mindset and make sure that I stay you know in this good feeling and he recommended this book um, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olsen and that book is something that I go back to time and time again and remember that whatever I am doing, I'm either working towards or working away from the goal. Um, so whether that's to do with my mindset, whether that's to do with my weight or whether that's to do with my business, there's no kind of, you're never on a line. You're either going up or you're going down. And it's, it's remembering that and, and making sure that I catch myself in those moments and start moving myself back in the right direction. I think it's a fabulous book. Um, tell me, what is your one piece of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? Never give up, basically. Never give up. Even when you're, um, you know, even when you're having those guilty days that it's not going your way, uh, you know, remember to flip your story and, you know, don't give up because the rewards you're going to get from carrying on are going to far outweigh you sitting there and thinking what if amazing emma i have absolutely loved this chat you are amazing tell people where they can find you i'm going to drop all the links in the show notes below so that they can just click on them and find you but tell them where can they find you okay if you want to see some of my glass um you can find me emma kirkham glass obviously on facebook <laughs> um i do also have a website and it's emma um, if you want to come hang out with me in my group, that's for handmade artisan craft and product-based businesses. Um, it's Superstar Facebook Sales with Emma Kirkham. You can find me there in that group and you can come along, hang out with me. I'm sharing lots of tips on how, how I can help you and basically help yourself bring in more leads and sales for your business. 
Fabulous. I'm going to go right now and check out your art because I just can't wait to see it after this conversation. Um, thank you so much, Emma. You are fabulous. Do you feel confused about marketing? Are you fed up of feeling invisible and getting little or no interaction on your social posts? If you want to get better at marketing your business, come and join my free Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. It's a friendly community where I share tons of easy to follow and action marketing tips to help you grow an audience who want to buy from you. So who am I? I'm Claire Black, mum of two, and I help women who love the business they're in, but feel like they're wasting too much time on marketing and just not getting anywhere. I teach you step by step the marketing skills that you need to go from feeling confused about marketing to confident and crushing it. So what are you waiting for? It's time to let the business you love flourish. Join my Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. See you in there.
Do you feel confused about marketing? Are you fed up of feeling invisible and getting little or no interaction on your social posts? If you want to get better at marketing your business, come and join my free Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. It's a friendly community where I share tons of easy to follow and action marketing tips to help you grow an audience who want to buy from you. So who am I? I'm Claire Black, mum of two, and I help women who love the business they're in, but feel like they're wasting too much time on marketing and just not getting anywhere. I teach you step by step the marketing skills that you need to go from feeling confused about marketing to confident and crushing it. So what are you waiting for? It's time to let the business you love flourish. Join my Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. See you in there.